Okay, hello, Patreon Sloppy Boys fans. Welcome to the blowout. I'm Mike Hanford. I'm here with Jeff Dutton. Hey, everybody. And Tim Kalakis. Octopus is golden. Hey. <laughs> well, the, the, you're hitting the nail on the head. Yes. It, this episode is an octopus. Is he hitting the nail on the head? I think that's Ringo. Mm. Well, you know, in a way, Ringo was a big part of Paul's life. <laughs> Yeah, it's Paul Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. So he's hitting the nail on the head. Yeah, in that respect. That's oh, that's that's what I meant. I thought you assumed. Yes, that's what I meant. Ask any carpenter if you hit a nail on the on the head, it just means that in a way (laughs) the the nail had something to do with the hammer and the wood. Yes, yes. But they'll also say the wood makes it good in in a way. Yeah. Okay. Enough jibber jabber. How you guys doing? In a way, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel good, but I'll tell you, I feel hot as hell. It is hot here. Yeah, Mike coming at you shirtless, folks. I love when the shirts come off. Oh, yeah, you can't. Uh, this AC unit, this AC unit has been my my best friend for the whole summer, and now all of a sudden, it wants to not cool me down as much. Those hot New York summers, it's like summer of Sam. You know, you're, you know, hey, there's a. <clears throat> Serial killer out killing people, but then also, hey, the Mets are going to win the pennant. You know, and yeah, th- yeah. Th- you're kind of caught up in it. Yeah. And it's not a hot summer night like somebody on their stoop playing a jazz saxophone or out on their, on their, their fire, fire escape. escape oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just the hot music coming through the town. No, it's not that. The weather, the temperature is hot and it's uncomfortable for me. Mm, I'll tell a you New about the vibe, the vibe in L.A. right now. Yeah. Oh, you, you, you want this uh, night to be hot? Yeah, let me just put you in touch with my representation. Uh, yeah, my, my agent and manager will uh, turn the AC on. Yeah, yeah. Have my weatherman call your weatherman. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly so hard. Right. Because uh, my weatherman is Dallas Rains, it's so hard to get a hold of him <laughs> and have him call another weatherman. Is he the guy who goes like on the show before the news? He's like coming up tonight at le- or tonight. Mm, that's cool. Yeah, he's got a little hand gesture. Paul F. Tompkins always Instagrams it. It's like a <laughs> this little hook arm. He looks insane. He's got a big mane of uh, like a shock of blonde hair. He's like a guy who was handsome two hundred years ago, and now he's just like <laughs> all like roided up. Well, Tim, I, I don't think it's for you to say if uh, Dallas Reigns is, is attractive or not. I think there are people who love his look. That's true. Hey, when you say have your weatherman call call my weatherman, yeah. I got a weatherman. Folks, Keith Carson in Portland, Maine. If you know Keith, oh, yeah. oh, you got to just tweet me and be like, I know that motherfucker. You're your childhood this, this friend, a, right? He's a high school friend. Yeah, he's, yours, right? he's, he's my high school friend and rival. So? In what way? We sort of had like a, you know, like a Peter Parker, Flash Thompson thing going on in high school. But in regard to... But you're friends with them, right? Yeah, but we would like beat each other up and stuff. Beat Whoa. each other up? Yeah, yeah. Wow, you got beat up by the weatherman, huh? Well, no, I was, you know, I was beating him up. <laughs> oh, I just assumed. Keith, we love you. Are you, but do you guys get along now? Yeah, we're, we just made plans to see each other when I go home. Fantastic, then. You Have you guys been in real fist fights where... Hey, here's a punch to your face, and I'm taking a punch in my face. I, I'll say this: I, Keith, 
did slap me in French class. Wow. And I, and I slapped him back. And they were not... With a baguette? They were not joke slaps. They were real slaps. Wow. In, Jeez, in our, you guys really... That's, I, I've never seen this side of you. And you want to make plans to see this guy... Oh, yeah. ...who wants to slap the smile off your face. Mike, we got unfinished business. Oh, no. <laughs> He's like, I've I got to finish my open-palmed attack. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what, Jeffy? In the years between high school and now, I've learned to close my hand. <laughs> Waboosh! Waboosh! Wapash! Wapash! <laughs> ah, wapanash! Guys, we're not here to talk about what weathermen I am friends with. <laughs> no, but that would make a really good blowout in the future. Let's make a note of it. Yeah. This week on the blowout, we're talking of what weathermen. You know what would be a good transition is something like, I'm fixing a hole where the rain gets in. Yes, ah, to keep good. my mind from wandering, folks. Today we're talking about the Hulu documentary series McCartney 321, the first Couple episodes. I mean, I, I watched the first two. I think we were going to say we watched the first one. Uh, I think you guys sure were watching. I thought it was McCartney three hundred and twenty one. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a sequel to uh, the movie three hundred. And, and <laughs> <laughs> the twenty first of that series. <laughs> well, it's uh, you know you got McCartney of Beatles fame and Rick Rubin of uh, producing the Beastie of Boys fame. Otherwise, oh yeah, other types of fame. Just chit-chatting and talking about some... Yeah, I will say this. Say it. Okay? Now's the time. When you two said, oh, we should do that documentary, or that McCartney documentary, oh, yeah, let's do that for a blowout, I'm thinking to myself, Jesus Christ, we got to watch another Beatles thing, guys. I've seen them there. But they didn't do the thing where they show them early on, then they don't go right. through the years of the Beatles and stuff. Right. It's basically just kind of this, like, a uh, grab bag of those two talking. They listen to one of McCartney's songs and he tells some stories about it or whatever. It's, it's yeah. a new chill format, but they did, they did cover those same topics. Yes. I watched the whole series because oh, yeah. I, was, I was enjoying it. Oh, yeah. So they, how, much did, how much did you guys watch? Tim, you watched the whole thing? I couldn't stop. I watched the whole thing, of course. Mike, how, how far did you get? Two so far. I'm four, I'm four deep. And um, we talked about like, oh, we'll just talk about the pilot. Or like, do we talk about the whole thing? I didn't realize all the episodes are only half an hour long and there's only that, six. That was huge for me. I, I'm sick of these, you know, documentary series that are hour long, hour long episode. Too much. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they had a Beatles thing and the episodes are only 30 minutes long. Yeah. It shows, it shows uh, great wisdom, great restraint. Mm-hmm. On the part of these the people who made it, but so yeah, they 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 cover the early stuff, but it's doesn't it's not in a like sequential order, right? or do they get to that, Tim? It feels like we've done sequential a million times, but That's Tim, you I'm were in saying. the you were in the middle of the point. Sorry, buddy. Well, no, the, I, um, I don't remember my point, but it's it's purposely not sequential. They kind of hop around a lot, yeah, and and it's not even really thematic. It feels like they just maybe spent a day doing this, and then they chopped it up into nice little nuggets. And just arrange them in nuggets, but it's a funny format because it's like, yeah, I mean, I guess it's closest to maybe the movie. Uh, it might get loud, yeah, expertly parodied by the Birthday Boys. Mm. But they're <laughs> they're hanging out like if 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 Rick had been sitting across from Paul and he was holding index cards, we'd think, oh, that's uncool. But if they're 
huddled over the board and then when they hit and play they, on a and song they're doing the tracks they can they can like drop tracks out so it'd be like let's listen to that bass let's listen to that backing vocal they can do all that shit but then sometimes they hit play on a song just like the all the tracks at once and then they kind of like stand up and groove around yeah. we're old but we're kind of cool <laughs> i like that when yeah. mccartney would be listening to his own like bass line he would jump up and kind of like he's like oh this is good right here <laughs> I, I, I love when he's like here's where i do this little thing and i'm like yeah i know the little thing <laughs> that, that he's talking yeah, about yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's there's something that I think all these documentaries do where they're like breaking down a track. They'll be talking about something and then they'll play the song and then whoever's, you know, it's song it is will be like, oh, and here it comes. Boom. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, yeah, you can do that for any song. Oh, here it comes. That thing we were just talking about. And And sometimes in this whole season, they do get to like some small things I wouldn't have heard before that I think are cool. Mm. But for the most part, they're just talking about like, yeah, like the the big note that's very famous. Uh, I was thinking how Dana Carvey has the best take on Paul McCartney, and he did it on the Dana Carvey show, which I think you can watch on Hulu, and it holds true to this day where he just, when he's playing those songs, he's like, and here's this, and here's this, and he's not really dissecting. Like, Dana Carvey had that thing that, uh, when he was doing a parody of the Beatles anthology, it's like, well, I was going doop doop doo and then you know Ringo <laughs> is going and you know, and it's and that's exactly what Paul does all the time, and what he's doing to this day is just like he puts on a song, is like the song goes like this. <laughs> yeah, it's a chunk chunk chunk. Yeah, he's he's a, and uh, the thing that Carvey does is like he uses uh, words that you don't like really associate with m- music, like yes. plunka plunka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and uh, similar to that, like, it was great seeing, I mean, he's, he's Paul McCartney, so he's got like this, the confidence of unparalleled success. Yeah. But just how free he is to scat and be vulnerable and temporary. Yeah. You know, like, like he'll be playing a song and, and, you know, when they're talking about how like the different ways a song could go and he was just like, and you know, that could be something that's more like, <laughs> and it's like the sort of shit that you do when you're sort of arriving at good ideas and you feel a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. He just lets it rip because yeah. he's not precious about it. And he's achieved so much. It's like, well, you're going to make Paul McCartney feel dumb for like scatting out some melody or some lyrics that don't right. really make sense. Yeah, he couldn't feel dumb. He had a really cool moment in, I think, the second episode where they are talking about uh, like how notes fit together. I think that was called the notes that fit together. Uh and he was talking about something now that I've lost. Oh, he was like, oh, I have this regret in this one song. I wish I hadn't done this sound so, like, with a keyboard or whatever. And Rick Rubin is like, oh, no, it sounds great. It, it sort of makes it sound modern. And he's like, well, I've learned that anything I have a regret with, if somebody just says, like, no, it sounds good. It's like, that's what it is. It's good to somebody. But I love in that moment that Paul kind of tells it like it's this anecdote where he's like, Rick's like, no, it's good. And Paul's like, that's interesting. Cause like, yeah, sometimes I'll say I don't like a thing. And then someone else will be like, it's good. And I'm like, oh, it's good. And, and we're like, yeah, we just saw that dude. <laughs> that's what just happened. Um, but he is very uh, free with the whole thing. And that shows up in his music that he did like weird stuff. But I, I love in this series, there's a very specific tone that old accomplished guys have. It reminded me of... Uh, uh, comedians in cars getting coffee mm-hmm. when Jerry Seinfeld will be like talking to Gary Shanley or something and then they talk about a joke they like and they're like I mean of course yeah I mean that's comedy right there in a nutshell That that that's it 
And then they're both like, yep, that, that everything yeah. you need is right there. <laughs> yep. And there's a lot of that here where it's like they play one of the best songs of all time and they're like, well, that's rock and roll. That's a good. And, and, and it's like, I know that that's good, but Paul McCartney has spent the last 30 years making songs I don't know and don't play on the radio. And Jerry Seinfeld mm-hmm. has made, had done a lot of stand-up jokes that are not classics. So it's so funny to hear them with such ease return to their greatest work and be like, yeah, and that's, yeah, that's that. <laughs> it's beautiful. That's how that's it goes. great. That was great. That's what put me on the map. I liked when they talked about, and this came up a couple times, but there's an episode devoted to it where they they talk about like breaking the <clears throat> breaking the rules. Mm. Y- you think of the Beatles as like they could do whatever they want, but they still had a record company. And actually, I don't know if they owned Apple Corps or whatever it was, but they there's frequent mentions of having to like coax the technicians to push things into the red oh, yeah. or to mm-hmm. feed something into a new thing so that they could turn the treble up even more. And and trying to convince the like the like piccolo flugelhorn player or what, yeah, what, yeah, I forget yeah. I forget what it was just piccolo like trumpet. no no man you can hit the, the you can hit that note and he's like well technically it's not in the scale and they're like come on man <laughs> he's like I looked at him and I was like but you can hit it <laughs> yeah and then and there were times where just like well we're gonna can we hold that harmony th- that long through this entire transition and they're like let's fucking try so they have that sort of. <laughs> stunt mentality of like let's just fucking try it and go it go for it and break it and uh you take it as you take it for granted once it's done but yeah i feel like even on birthday boys anytime we were with pat jansen great sound mixer we were always coaxing him <laughs> push it to the he, max he, pat yeah 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 and like he, <laughs> he, all the all the technical people do their jobs well and balanced and within like conventional meters yeah, he didn't he didn't uh, he didn't then, count on the uh, asylum bus showing up and the seven kooks <laughs> flying out of the door well it's because like we want you want things to be like striking and like uh, yeah. arresting and uh <laughs> it's it's tough to kind of push people out of their comfort zone a little bit but he did remember our um pat our mixer on the birthday boy show when we were mixing the, uh, the sound he was like we just wanted our note was like make everything louder and he's like well like in context to the other sounds and we're like no like crank everything and then <laughs> i remember <laughs> also we didn't know like, what the fuck we were talking about but yes yeah, we're, 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 we're stupid but he was like um so guys like there, there's FCC regulations about handing in audio for TV shows. And then we were like, Pat, dude, you're getting locked up. Yeah, you're going to fucking jail, dude. <laughs> Say bye to your family because you're going to fry, dude. <laughs> Speaking that of sound, uh, dorky sound things, this show, I don't know what, what episode it was, maybe not episode one, but it included both pronunciations of Moog, Moog. Yeah, you know uh, the organ. Is yeah. it Moog or is it Moog? I I've heard purists say it's Moog. That's what I thought. But it's more fun to say Moog, I, isn't it? So I feel like Paul said Moog and Rick said Moog. Mm. Uh, but you never know. But Paul has a liver liver pudlian. Well, there, you know, former uh, uh, Boston Bruins goaltender Andy Moog was spelled M O O G too. So huh? Yeah, something to, something to maybe reference or go on. Uh, I, I don't know. I think they were saying, yeah, episode four in my notes, I see that uh, Robert Moog. Was it Robert Moog? The, the, yeah, the founder? Yeah, yeah. I think it was Robert. Roberto Moog. Robert Moog. Moog. 
was upstairs at uh, Abbey Road and they would like go and like, could you imagine doing the best work of your life at a, at like a cool stage? And then upstairs, you got like a pioneer of synth technology and like, oh, we're going to check out what he's mm. doing. That's fun to play around with for a while. Then we'll go back and work on our masterpiece. Use it, yeah. What what song were they talking about with that? Maxwell Silver Hammer had some like weird sound. <laughs> and then also with Maxwell Silverhammer, they talk about uh, that thing that I thought was a tuba is a bass. Yeah. Ah. Like kind of intentionally. It was very plucky and it sounded very tuba-like to me. But yeah, you're right. You're right with the Moog. It's like that you can go pop in on what's if you're in a studio, someone's doing something and then you can come back and use it because anyone's allowed to use a keyboard. But but like we've been we 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 were writing TV shows and then Nathan Fielder's next door working on Nathan for you. We don't get to be like, hey, guys, let's do poo yogurt. Yeah. Let's take a page <laughs> out of his I, I book. Was, I was hanging out with Nathan and he had this great idea. Let's do <laughs> Summit Ice. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, fucking episode four, they talk about, you know, technical innovations. You think of Beatles as like, yeah, they played shit backwards. They fucking did all this crazy shit. Most as, of their stuff, though, for the listener who hasn't Heard the Beatles much. Most of it is forward. They play most of it forward. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's a good point that not enough people most, talk about. But they play some backwards, and it's exciting. Yeah, no, no, no. Most of it, front to back. <laughs> yeah. But they, they talk which about... Is, which is a big part of the reason they were so popular. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I keep, yeah, I keep interrupting. Go ahead. Because um, I don't want to interrupt. I don't want to interrupt. I want there, you to I, say your piece. There's a riff in Hard Day's Night mm. that they played at half speed an octave lower ah. and raise. And like, you don't think of Hard Day's Night being part of the sort of like, ooh, sonic alchemists fucking experimenting mm-hmm. in the wake of the Beach Boys or whatever. But that that little guitar riff that goes, yeah. like that, that quick little arpeggio thing, they played lower at half speed and they, they brought it up under the tutelage of George Martin. Uh-huh. And, and th- that era of the Beatles isn't what I thought of them as being like little little sonic experiment well, it, guys. It came from because George Harrison was having trouble playing that riff that fast. And that's very funny to me to like, I don't know who came up with the riff, but like to write something that you can't play, it's funny to write it and then have to crack the case on how to, usually the way that you write is by noodling around and you played something that sounded good. By the way, I remember um, Billy Joel once said something in an interview where like he is so advanced as like a songwriter, he's also a blowhard, that he can't play what he writes anymore and he has to like give it to classical pianists and like professional people. Weird brag <laughs> that he's like, my brain is Has surpassed so sophisticated my <laughs> and my hand is stupid, especially because I've seen him brag. There's kind of a famous clip of him sitting at the piano talking about the difference between him and Elton John. Yeah. And he's saying like, well, Elton's more uh, percussive, but I do the five finger. He's very funny in that. He's like, so please stop comparing us. Please, yeah. I beg of you. <laughs> I would. Uh, Don't worry uh, about Bill. Hey, did one of my college bros, Nels McLaughlin, see the two of them go on tour together? Yes. Mm-hmm. Then they put their they put their pianos together and play. Yeah, it was like head to head the Elton, whole time. 
Elton and Billy <laughs> versus two Bill. songs at once. Rocket Man versus <laughs> Moving Out. <laughs> Whoever can outpower the other one will like not get knocked off the stage. Um, uh, there was something I'm not going to remember the song. Damn it! I think it was uh, the first episode where they're talking about a rhythm guitar line that John does. That's really like a lot faster than I even like. It's like an eighth notes or something. Mm-hmm. Do, does this ring a bell at all? Yep. This isn't the Hard Day's Night thing. Was it Hard Day's Night? I don't think it was. No, no, no. I don't think you got that far. I, I forget, but it's just one of those things when someone breaks down a song for me, I'm like, oh yeah, that's happening there. I, I have heard that song a billion times, but yeah, it is going faster in that one. See, spot. Mike, I get all of that stuff on the first yeah, yeah, listen. Yeah. I go, oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, they sped that up. Oh, George was probably having trouble with it. Oh, that's that's a lot of people might think that's a tuba, but it's actually a bass guitar. I'm like, I listen to something. I'm like, okay, so the song is called Montero, but they say more. They say, call me by your name, by my (laughs) name. Wait, I got to go back and re-listen to this. Uh, That song I first heard. And it was like, I don't get what's like special about this. Cause I know Lil Nas X is a big deal. And like his and last like song a novelty was novelty artist. So there needs yeah. to be a big hook. And I've heard it, you know, here and there this summer. And it's great. It's like, it is, it, it is, is catchier than I thought. For, but for some reason, when well, I first heard it, I was like, I oh, have the yeah. answer, Michael. Did you, when you first heard it, did you watch the video? Yeah. He's giving Satan a lap dance. And that, that was, that's what the conversation was the day it dropped. And I feel oh, like not this, the song itself. Must, I mean, the, the people like the song, but I, I think there's a few that, I mean, a call me by your name is a movie title. B yep. it's a reggaeton song that beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of a cool thing, but I agree. It's been a slow burn with me where it's got like, um, um, Jessica pointed out that funny line to me where it's like, I want to feel on your butt in Hawaii. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's funny. I mean, he's good. He knows. He's- uh, honestly, Lil Nas X is as or more entertaining on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Than he, than he is as a yeah. as an artist. <laughs> I, I love it. He, he had that big tweet a while ago that was like, wow, to think a year ago I was a struggling indie Rapper, and here I am one year later, and I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, yes. But the lesson learned is: if you hear a song, give it a few more listens, and it's it'll be good. <laughs> and hey, if you don't like the Sloppy Boys, and you've maybe even you've given it a few listens, and you still don't like it, keep going, stick with it, keep going, stick with it. You know, perseverance like it. is key. It's persistence, <laughs> nevertheless. You. Persist. <laughs> you will be repaid by the time it's done. Your rewards will be great in the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> you guys, there must be. What? What do you? Are there any songs that you that really grew on you that were mu- music you didn't like that became your favorites? The Beatles. No. Um, you thought they sucked. Yeah. Uh, ooh, that's, I've definitely that's had good. like songs that I made fun of and that's like the kiss of death that I'm like oh I'm gonna anything that's really popular that I don't like it's like there's gotta be something there in fact yeah go for it uh, uh, Springsteen like Born to Run was a song that I kind of ironically when I was really into like Mm. stuff I thought it was so cool listening to Interpol and the yeah yeah yeahs and all that 2000s indie stuff I was into and I thought that Born to Run was like cheesy and I remember mm-hmm. putting it on a mixed CD of like, <laughs> yeah, Born to Run. And then I listened to it. And I was like, well, this is better than all the everything else I listened to. I mean, I can see that because he's just like, 
Maybe we were born. Like he's belting it out. It's about like a greaser brigand. Right. It's very sincere. You're, it's very vulnerable. Yeah. You're, he's yeah, putting yeah. himself Ex- out there. And, but, and that's the very thing is like I didn't. Yeah. This the the bravery of the sincerity. I didn't get that because I was listening to like sleep tight, breathe right. We've got two thousand houses, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, and you're like, well, that's cool. But but <laughs> that's can, awesome. can you can you put yourself out there? I just did. <laughs> this is all I've got in my heart. <laughs> I haven't gone full, I don't like this, to I like this. Maybe just not as dramatically. I'm thinking about, like, that Swedish pop production of mm-hmm. boy band stuff. Yeah. Britney, Christina type stuff. Max Martin the, stuff. Uh, the Chiron, Max Martin yeah. type shit is something that I really, really value now. And, you know, it might just be, be because I'm aging and I'm shopping for grave plots now. But um, <laughs> but I like that old shit. I love fucking the production of Ace's Bass and old 90s soft rock shit that my parents would listen to in the car and I would just would have no opinion. Or I, I would think yeah, it would yeah. be so painfully bland compared to Nirvana and Green Day. Or now I'm like, give me give me that like... Give me that rhythm guitar with a chorus on it, you know? Yeah. I think, Jeff, I, I think you two are, uh, not the band, you as well, are getting uh, into stuff you maybe didn't not like, but just like, I wouldn't expect you to be listening to the Yacht Rock that you're listening to. Yeah, baby. I think you, oh, Yacht I'm Rock. Right? I'm in a Yacht Rock hole. Or the, uh, or the who's, the, who's the French horn guy that you like? Uh, Chuck Mangione? Chuck Mangione, just that one song. <laughs> yeah. I think it's funny when... If you, it, the hardest thing to do is to get into something from like four years ago, because it's, I, I, it's very easy for me to like put on something I hated in the nineties like, and be like, because it's newly old. Yeah. Newly old. And, <laughs> right, and right. You, when you're like 15 years away from something, it's kind of perfect to revisit it and be like, oh, this rules or I didn't appreciate this and now I'm into it. And I do that all the time, but it's very funny when, if I just arrive late to like a cool indie album Mm -hmm. it's the strangest feeling to be like well this is just what cool people liked like four years ago i don't know if i could listen to this i feel i feel strange (laughs) it feels wrong and i'm ashamed of myself yeah it's like i only feel late to the party here like i I don't feel like i'm discovering i'll give you an example of like uh i had missed a uh when i was an indie head i loved bonnie vare first couple Uh albums and then i Mm kind of like wasn't present for the third album coming out and and now i love everything that he has done but it's kind of hard to like in 2021 to put on like a 2016 album and and groove out to it it's like uh i'm more likely to put on his first album be like those were the days have you listened to timothy word and michael have you heard francis and the lights friends no no that's a, uh, got some Bonnie Vare in it. Oh, and just just fucking watch the video because I was like, who's this other dude? And it's and it's the Bonnie. What's the Bonnie Vare well, guy's name? Yeah, who his name isn't Bonnie, Justin what, Justin Vernon. Justin Vernon. And, yeah. and Bonnie Vare is just him. Yeah, I mean, there's like a touring band, and then there's a there's a producing partner, but right, it's right, really right. just the guy. But I, and I'll, I'll check this out, Jeff. But it is funny that Bonnie Vare to me is like. I don't like the genre. Like I like the guy cause I think he's the best at it, but like in general, like precious sort of like 
here's a little strum, but then also here's a little auto tune stack of like chorus voices. And then here's a little this and here's a little that tends mm-hmm. to piss me off. Um, but I'm all in all. If, if you recommend it, I'll set aside a week and I'll listen to it. <laughs> uh, you know what, Tim? I'm going to fucking pull that shit up right now. And say the name of it again. It's it's Francis and his friends. <laughs> Francis and the Lights is an artist who was like co-signed by Kanye. Okay. And, um, he's one of these. I would just like take a cruise through his like top three or five songs on Spotify. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Kanye's connection with Bonnie Vare, right? Yeah. He's a huge, huge fan and like flew him out uh, to produce some tracks and sing on some stuff. But it was like. And, like Twisted Fantasy, he did like Lost in the World is like. Yeah, because he heard a Bonnie Vare song that was that. that Woods. With that, that chorus, that auto tune chorus thing. And it was like, I want to do that. I'll get the guy. Get him out of here. <laughs> I'll get the guy. Francis and the Lights is very. Uh, uh, who's the, who are the. Phil Collins, Peter Gabriel. Ah, yeah. uh, yes. Style. Yes, yes, yes. Genesis? Genesis. Phil Collins is, a, is one I've been having a lot of fun with in the past year. Oh yeah, it's uh, he's so. I, I just like the way his music sounds, but he also a lot, of, a lot of his songs are like, "Please don't don't leave me." <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm a dork. <laughs> okay. Could be looking at you. Oh yeah, that's very From Vernon. This is some Eau Claire, Wisconsin shit. We'll just take it up, this up through the chorus. We sh- we should just make such minimal music and I know how much you can do with just like vibe. Yeah. Not the sonic landscapes we put together. Yeah. <laughs> Smashing the plates. <laughs> He's got another song with Chance the Rapper. Anyway, it's, I like it's got the funky kind of the the bass. It's bringing kind of a a more of a funky sound. Ooh, well, uh, you know how we're when we make our mu- our sloppy boys music, we're like, okay, let's do a uh, this. What I was thinking of for this song is in the vein of uh, what's a good example, like Springsteen. Yeah, well, we you know classic New York night. Mm-hmm. That one's probably maybe a little too close, but the thing McCartney was saying at one point is like, you know, you try to do these songs that you want. Or you're like, I'm trying to reference something else, but if it's coming through me or through whoever, it's just going to sound like that person. And then we do that all the time. Our music just comes out like a song. Oh, yeah. Song. It's because you guys write stuff for um, bands far more talented than we are. <laughs> okay. But, but that well, is no, a funny no, no, no. thing that you, you start off writing like a take on a take on Springsteen, a take on Billy Joel, a take on all this stuff. And then it comes through the filter of us and it creates a sound. And then eventually we're just writing songs to that sound. Cause we also have plenty of songs that are not referencing anything, but that, but our sound only came from failing at ripping off other right. people. <laughs> even, right. even if you're Very hard, if, if your reference points are like, Oh, we're going to do, we're going to sound like the fucking blues brothers or like Sam and the Shans or, or whatever. Yeah. And then, then you have a guitar bass. Sam, the Sham and the Pharaohs. Yeah. Okay. What did I say? Sam and the Shans. You said something nonsensical. And then you, you play it with a, you know, guitar bass drums and it just starts to sound like punk rock, doesn't it? It certainly does. Yeah. And we just don't have enough, uh, enough instruments to sound like the shams. But we yes. keep putting out albums that we think are like pet sounds and people keep being like, oh, it's like Blink-182. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, well, then, but even that sucks too. Hey, 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 hey. 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 
Does, 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 does it hurt our feelings? Yes. Yes. Are we sad? Yes. Do we need you to stop? Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Tell it to uh, Lifelong Vacation. One million streams on Spotify, Platinum. baby. Ooh, we'll take it. That's um, yeah, Was it on the podcast or was it in uh, IRL when you guys were telling me to listen to Pet Sounds? Is that IRL? I don't know. I, 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 it's so funny to have to tell someone to. That's like saying you should watch Citizen Kane. I can't picture myself recommending. Well, because I I've listened to it before, and you were like, "No, listen to it. It's good." I listened to a little bit of it again. I'm fucking yawning here, man. No, like, give me, come on, give me that's some ridiculous. Fun. What about uh, God Only Knows? Yeah, great. A song. Sloop John B. Two songs. What else you got? Um. Caroline No. Great song. How about I loved it? What I love the songs nice before. Swift, we were older. <laughs> yeah. Yes. My kids are Marge and Maggie. Okay. <laughs> I'll go back and give it another listen. I need to listen to it on better speakers. I had no, my headphones. Mike, I'll tell you something that will ruin it for you. Is oh, the production's amazing. He you know, Brian Wilson loved Phil Spector. He recorded that at Gold Star Sound where Phil Spector did the wall of sound and stuff like that. But Great. the lyrics are co-written by mm. this lyricist who was like a like a Don Draper ad man mm. and, and, and like a cheese ball uh. corporate guy. And he was like, I want to write some love songs. Can you help me? Ugh. And like some 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 corporate some stooge. fucking cheese ball cheese dick Don Draper asshole <laughs> some dick little fucking Havarti pricked mozzarella membered <laughs> cheddar chode asshole uh, uh, yes cheddar yes <laughs> provolone <laughs> penis <laughs> um. Hey, back to um, McCartney 321. The, the, the main thought, the main thought in my head during all of McCartney 321 was I can't believe that there is still in reality on Earth right now, there's still a guy on Earth walking around being like, I'm Paul McCartney. You know, like the, you're, he's such a cartoon. Like we grew up watching Yellow Submarine and stuff. And that there's still a guy who's a cartoonish, who has that accent mm-hmm. and that haircut. And he's like, yeah, I'm Paul. And like, we live on earth with him right now. And that Rick Rubin can meet up with him in his studio. And and if you met him, he'd be like, hello, I'm, I'm Paul, you know. And, uh, you know, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. uh, you know, like, I, I, well, John and George are dead, you know, but uh, Ringo and I are friends. You know. <laughs> but where, you know, I'm right here in front of you. <laughs> I'm real, man. I've got a real baby. My, my, my heart is beating and my capillaries are filled with oxygen, <laughs> man. Which I need, you know, because I need the I need the the oxygen to go to my heart and brain. Yes, when I breathe, you know, my <laughs> lungs then pass along the oxygen, you know, to and then the blood carries it to my feet, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a real guy on Earth He's here now? in 2021, post-COVID Delta variant era. It yeah, it's funny that. There have been so many eras of Paul McCartney. We're in like the latter, latter, latter days of that guy. Yeah. Because the Beatles' peak was so small. 
they turned out so much work so fast. They mentioned that they spent six months on Sergeant Peppers. Can you imagine? Yeah. Guys, we have been a band longer than them. Yeah. Our first gig was in 2013. And we didn't. Wow. It took yeah. us until 2018 to take the band seriously. But technically. So wait a minute. So we're going to have to do a Rick Rubin. Yeah, we're going to have oh, to. I don't want to. He's going to have his shoes off and he's going to be fucking. <laughs> but, you know, when, when, when McCartney and all of them, they were in their peak between their 20s and their 30s. Mm -hmm, they, sure. they also talked about looking at um, George Martin as the old man. And it's because he was yeah. like in his early 30s. I mean, I get that because I'm I'm 19 and I look at you guys sometimes and I'm like, it's funny because <laughs> you guys are not old. You know, like you guys are like in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. yeah. No, no. We know you're like the machine gun Kelly. We're like the Travis Barker. Thank you. <laughs> you know what I liked? I liked how when McCartney was talking about little different things he used to do on songs just to make him sound different. And when he's going through Lady Madonna, I hadn't really, I mean, I've heard that song before. And I guess maybe I was like, oh, I didn't even know Paul sang that. Because he does this voice that's like, Lady Madonna. Like, yeah. he puts a funny voice on. I love that and voice. He, and it was conscious. He was like, you know, I wanted to just kind of just, like, sound like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, they just, like, changed things. I was like, oh, I'll make my voice sound different. When he's playing piano, he feels like being a character. I, I It's all, he does that in a, out of college, money spent. Uh, yeah. I love that. I mean, geez, we do that on our albums, too. We're not unlike the Beatles. <laughs> Past that doobie, I do a different voice than my normal voice. And, uh, oh, that's actually that, quite true. That rock and roll, the, um, what's that song where we sing about, sing about the uh, rock and roll? <laughs> the Reds? Uh, uh, days. Yeah, the Radio Penny Days. One. Radio Days. Radio Days, yeah. Well, what's funny is that I feel like we've uh, had to have little convos about that because when you, I love when you do those voices, but then in the studio I'll so say to you, Mike, I still want 51% Hanford. You say, try really? it, try it, Mike Hanford. The other 49%, you do what you want. You be a weird <laughs> yeah. guy. That's but your I time. Want 51% <laughs> Rochester, New York's own plaid man, <laughs> the flappy hair guy you know and love. And what do you get? 51.49. You get it. You get it. Because yep. I'm so dialed into my vocals. I'm so focused on yeah, what I'm doing. You know what? It's 51% and he serves it up hot. <laughs> So you can do that like with your throat, Mike, is like you can do actual percentages. Yeah, well, I can because I'm so focused, like I said, but yeah. Okay, well, let me, can I throw a few at you? Uh-huh. Can I hear 70% uh, the Bane? <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. What, did Jeff, what's a good Bane line? I, I, I blanking oh, on one. shit. Uh, do, uh, how about, how about uh, do you feel, what's, what's he puts his hand on the guy? Do you feel important or do you feel in control? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, but, but. Okay. 30, 30% Joker. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So we're, what we're dealing with here is a, do you fair? <clears throat> I, let me clear my throat just, just a second. Let me just <clears throat> clear my throat. Yeah. Do you feel in control? So that's yeah. Bane. That's 100% yeah. Bane. Uh -huh. Yeah. I don't know where I got these scars. <laughs> that's yeah. Joker. 100%. Yes. 100%. So, here we go. This is going to be, yep, yep, I got this. <laughs> and you want me to do the Bane line or the Joker line? Um, uh, whatever, honestly, whatever serves whatever the works. character best. Okay, okay. 
You want to know where I got these scars? <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. I have that uh, app of voice percentager. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Wow. It was right on the 70-30. Wow. Crazy. Great. That That's is so great. cool. That's so cool, man. Whew. It's nice. And I, I tell, you know, vocalists all the time, starting off vocalists, well, what can I do? How do you get? You focus. Put the focus in. Mm. Play with it. Have some fun with it. Sing in the shower. Sing in the shower. Embarrass yourself. Even Sir Paul hasn't gotten an 100 on voice percentager. <laughs> was it, no, was no, it, it's not a grading system. Was that the app name? <laughs> yeah, voice percentager. Yeah. It doesn't it's, grade it's your free, voice. It it's just free, tells you like what in, part is which part. It has ads in the app. It has in-app <laughs> downloads that are like so expensive. It's like, oh, Gardenscapes. I have to like watch another ad for Gardenscapes. <laughs> I'll, I'll watch like yeah, a Yeah, geez. You watch enough of those ads, you, you end up <laughs> downloading the game and playing it a ton. <laughs> <laughs> you got into Gardenscapes, right? Was that the was that Yeah, the I play it all the time. If I'm on a plane or something, I'll throw pull out the gardenscapes. Hell yeah. Um, the other thing that made the Beatles so much like us, well, not the Beatles, McCartney's uh, The Wings Band on the Run video. Have you ever watched it? No. It's basically the Slophead video. Out on tour, on stage, ah. doing stuff backstage. That's what we do. Same thing. You know what's... that? I gotta watch it. I was remembering... You know, sometimes you think of a joke and then you kind of execute the thing differently. You're like, oh yeah, there was that joke we didn't do. Mm. Um, the concept for the Slophead video was going to be that we were going to make a fake tour video where it was like, mm. we're just in Los Feliz, but we're we like, you know, piled in the back of a van and we're, it's like having a cigarette in a parking lot. Right, right, right. And we're going to fake a tour video. And then we booked a tour and we're like, well, let's shoot the video. So the video is fairly jokeless. It's got funny city names as titles, but we, we, <laughs> we accidentally made the sincere thing that we meant to do as a joke. Yeah, nice. but so much of the content that we got to churn out when we come up with an album and like the album has taken so much work and then you're like oh well you got to make videos if you have an album to call one of those videos self-shot on an iphone as we like go have fun is such an easy thing as opposed to like we're gonna get chris van artsdale to animate us on letterman (laughs) yeah right right that's like an entire to do as opposed to okay we're gonna go um what is it, Tom Collins? We just like went out to a bunch of local bars and drank a bunch and shot on iPhone. Mm. That's mm-hmm. that's at least good for one video, you know? Oh, I love it. I like I like all the videos and I even love the slap out of video, how it came out. It's just one of those funny things about life. Yes. It, when Rick Rubin is interviewing us, that'll be one of the things like, well, you know, we wanted to do this thing. And then oh, you know, we wanted to do a joke, you know, but we ended up doing it not, not, even, uh, not even having the joke. <laughs> McCartney, 321. If you haven't watched it, watch it now. Turn this podcast off and watch it and you're not missing anything because we're wrapping it up. I'll tell you what. Uh, I turned on my Hulu to watch yep. this thing. I think I was on Ferguson's Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> the guy cut me off. Oh. I, had to, I, I, I had to start my free trial to watch this show. Wow. Me too. I forgot. The guy cut me off. <laughs> I just Like while you were watching it? No, no. I just like, oh. I oh, okay. just realized like, oh, of all the apps that I have, I think I'm mooching off of Ferg for Hulu. Did you open it up and then you look at like recently watched and it's like, 
Cincinnati Reds game, Skyline Chili Cookoff. <laughs> what the f- This is Ferguson. It's like, you mean <laughs> at gmail.com has cut me off? And Blonde Boy Nightly News. What the hell? <laughs> Everything you need to know if you're a yellow-haired lad. What are you saying, Tim? You and Jessica did something? I, I, she she subscribes, but she didn't know her password. And then I, I, I subscribe, and I didn't know my password. I made up a... I, <laughs> I used, like... My, I've got a fake email that I use for when I think I'm signing up for something that's going to give me too much spam. Mm-hmm. And I started a third account mm-hmm. for this. I w- my, my, my YouTube, my Hulu app was glitchy. You know what I watch on Hulu? Tim, you, it was on your recommendation, and I was like, no way. I'm, I, I, I said to myself, I don't think I'm going to like this. The show Dave. I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. I love it. It's great. I, 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 as somebody, it's a great show. I, I, I'm, I, I'm not a cuss. I, I don't like comedy rap. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what he does. What about this? Do you think it's funny? Because if you do, that's the money. <laughs> How did I know Tim was going to rhyme funny with money? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. My impression of the comedy it's- rap is just like, well, you must pay attention to my syllables. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's what I don't like about Hamilton also, where it just feels very like, eh. but, uh, the Dave show, they dodge all that, and I think it's very charming. Yeah. Dutch, you made me cut some uh, syllables out of my, um, in Smashing the Plates, I got a wordy, very wordy verse, and, and you said, chill it out, no. cut, lose a few syllables, it's getting a little tight. Ooh, did I say that shit? I thought it was a good note. I agree with it. I, I'm proud of that song, how it came out. Also on Hulu, I think, is the Nickelodeon documentary, The Orange Years, on Hulu? Yes. Have you guys seen that? That's a good one. I, Jessica watched it, but I have not. Dude, it's great. Even if you're like, I'm so-so on Nickelodeon, they're going to hit all the right notes for you, and it's going to be very brisk and fun. Uh, also, the Big Brother documentary is on Hulu. Oh, mm. I love that. Uh, the precursor to Jackass. Near, near, near. It's good. But we will discuss those on other blowouts. Yeah. So goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Patrons. Thanks goodbye, so much yeah. for joining us. Uh, goodbye, you uh, know. Tell a friend. And in yeah. the end, the Patreon yeah. has come to a close. <laughs> oh, the last thing I'll say about this documentary, it, it uh, helped me realize that that black that song Blackbird, I think is one of my favorite Beatles songs, if not it's favorite songs. Good. It's a great song. It's- Really good song. Complicated. It's fun to play on guitar. It sounds fancier than it is. Really? Bye, Patrons. Later.